You're listening to Fresh Out of Experts. A show that mines the rich archive of Reddit to supply you with advice on dating, relationships, and love. My co-host Eleanor and I are not experts. We're merely people who survived dating in our 20s and 30s. Now that we're married, we want to share what we've learned. In each episode, my co-host Andy and I tackle the most common, comical, and when we're lucky, outlandish questions from r slash dating and more. So find a comfortable chair, pull on a warm sweater, and sip your favorite beverage while you listen to us dig into the stickiest dating questions the internet has to offer. We're locked in. How are you feeling? I feel great, Andy. How do you feel? feel pretty good. feel pretty good. So you sent an article like a week ago? Yeah. Confessions of a Perpetually Single Woman. Yeah. Published in Elle magazine. I read that article. I read another article. I can't remember in what publication, which is all sort of around the female single status situation late in life. And I was curious how you would react to the question of, do you feel like if we hadn't met, you could have lived out the rest of your life single? How single are we talking? I mean, that's a good question. I'm going to just start with like, you don't have to be celibate, but you never find a partner that you I never have share. like a long term, like a really long term. No live-in I relationships. Never, okay, I never live with someone. You never live with somebody. Um, and even like long term, let's say it never exceeds six months. It's not like you have years, years, decades of relationship with somebody who you just happen to not live with because that's a choice. I mean, you are never in a committed relationship with a single person for the rest of your life. <sighs> Especially from life goals, like I've always wanted to own a property and have like a, a nice house and put time and energy into that. And it's a lot easier to do not only with two people's energy and vision and thought, but also two people's salary and resources. And it's just like, I think a partner adds a certain complexity and dynamicism to your life that you're missing if you don't have it. Like you have a child, you have relatives, you have a bunch of friends that I find interesting just if we're not even talking about just you, like there's a lot that comes with a partner that's enjoyable and like that enriches your life. And I know that now obviously better than I knew it then. So it's also hard to say like, you don't know what you're missing if if you don't, you know, you don't know what you're not missing. When it comes to, I guess you, you listed out a couple of things that you felt like uniquely are brought to your life because of partnership. And I sort of wonder how much of how many of those things are specific to partnership and could not be replicated by your own network of family and friends and like your own independent financial situation. I don't think your friends and family are going to push you to grow and change and invest in yourself the same way a partner would. Wouldn't you think? The reason I ask that question is because I don't think I've spent enough time really distilling what is truly irreplaceable yeah. about my marriage versus the life I led prior to us getting together when I had concertedly made an effort to be single and to find happiness, fulfillment, and my own sense of purpose in my own single life. If you're single and you're like not happy about it or your friends want you to start dating or like, you know, all of these tropes that we have in society of like, how important it is to be a partner. It's usually like, you're going to be so lonely if you don't have a partner. It's never like, I, I shouldn't say it's never. It's, I feel like we kind of uh, miss or gloss over a bunch of the other stuff that's actually more exciting and more interesting than just like 
the absence of loneliness in someone's life. You know, obviously people talk about kids a lot. Kids are an element of a relationship, but they're not the entire relationship. For us, having kids of our own is not at all a part of our relationship. Yeah. So what is like two people who didn't want kids, what are we missing from not getting married? And it's probably different than what other people would say. The The question of children and the role partnership plays in raising children is an interesting one because I did have a conversation with a friend of ours mm-hmm. who is planning a family independent of a partner. Yeah. She's frozen her eggs. She has them fertilized. She's nearing 40 and she's getting ready to implant and start that family. And when I asked her, like, how does this influence your dating life? She was kind of clear that her lack of success in dating has really made it seem more like a liability than a value proposition. She's like, I haven't met a person who I feel like will be a good partner to raise a family with. And so I don't need to be like having to nurture a deficient partnership while I'm having to be a parent and a working mother. Those are like, I just thought that was an interesting perspective because kids don't always make a marriage better. (sighs) I would say they often don't. I mean, we always, in our society, we look at being a single mother or a single father as an incredibly challenging thing, which by all accounts it is. But is it is it easier to raise kids if you don't actually have to worry about like maintaining and fostering a successful partnership at the same time? And I think it's a means conversation at that point because my mom was a single mother all of my yeah, childhood. Yeah, that's a good point. And- she didn't find anybody she wanted to be in a long-term relationship with until my stepfather. And I mean that quite literally. Like I don't, I never, I maybe saw her go on a handful of dates my entire childhood and young adulthood. Mm -hmm. When she met my stepdad, they moved very quickly and decided to build their lives together. And my life was not better because I was with a single parent who is poor and often overly taxed. Sure. So if you, yeah, if you take the economics of it out. Right. But if you can afford to live a lifestyle that you feel like allows you autonomy and your child, the needs being met, and you haven't found the right partner, like, yeah, definitely don't just find a partner. Right. Yeah. And like having a mediocre relationship. I mean, I I would certainly think raising a kid alone, especially if you have means and it's not like a financial struggle, then raising a kid alone is probably better or maybe easier than like having a like a flagging relationship that's just like not doing well or is hard to hard to maintain and doesn't feel like super supportive or fulfilling in any way. I guess there's like a dogma of relationships that our society has. Yeah. And it's sort of just like, oh yeah, being a single parent's harder than being a, you know, a together. Co-parent. Yeah. Like all the people who are like, we hated each other, but we stayed in, we stayed together for the kids' sake until right. they went off to college. And it's like, is that better? <laughs> yeah, I think maybe I think there's probably really not. like some statistical evidence around this. Like, I don't know what the outcomes for children are, but my parents were in a destructive relationship that I am blessed they were not in while I was a child. And being raised by an impoverished single mother was not easy, right? So like, I'm not saying I got the short straw both times, like any which way I looked at it, it was a short straw. But I just, I happened to be surrounded by a lot of really well-educated professional women who are aging into the no child zone, who are not partnered. And they're challenged with questions about how to define the person that they want to be with, how to define themselves in relationship to partnership, and then if they want children, how to bring them into the world in a way that they feel confident that they can be the parents they want to be. 
the the question also hits home for me because we I was get I was getting there kind of you know like I was in my early to mid thirties. You were in your early thirties. Thirty two when I met you. Yeah, that's not. I would not say that thirty two is mid thirties. No, I was getting there though, and uh, <laughs> well, and even I like was getting there, even when we were dating, you know, for the first year, like we both knew we wanted to be serious and stuff, but we also had to work through a lot of stuff and like. My MO was to be like, when things got hard back out of relationships, it's like, oh, is this just another failed relationship? And then it, but it was like, how much time left do I have to like do this all over well, again? And it was also like, I may have found the right person and I'm just broken. I like just can't <laughs> have a relationship. I like, I'm not able to have a successful relationship. Yeah. I mean, those thoughts certainly crept up. So what advice would you give to our single friends who are nearing 40, who are, have yet to find a partner? Woof. That's I mean, <laughs> that's really hard. I don't know. There's, I mean, that's a really challenging thing. It's not like one. It's not like a, a dichotomy. It's not one type of person that gets like into this mode. It's all yeah. ty- different types of people with and, all different types of problems yeah, or and, opportunities yeah, or, or no problems or whatever. And so now I do think the person who is like my life is completely incomplete because I don't have, like sort of the other person we described, which is like. Someone who just wants someone to be miserable together. And 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 maybe someone who's just single for a long term and is wanting a partner. Like, I do think it's always good to like check in with yourself and say, like, am I unhappy because I don't have a partner or am I unhappy because I'm unhappy? When you change your situation and you work on things, you better yourself, you end up with different results in your life. Yeah. I, I always told my friends, if you are lonely and want a partner, don't get Tinder, get a hobby. Look at and examine your life and why you're quote unquote miserable or whatever other things are plaguing you outside of a relationship not being present. And also remember, relationships are a lot of freaking work. Good relationships are another part-time job. So the idea that a relationship will come into your life and cure something, it's like, I, I it just- ain't curing shit. I, no, I mean, I, like I love my relationship. I'm glad I have one. I'm happy that I found this partner, but like we freaking work on our marriage all the time. Okay, let's move on to the question. Great. This one is maybe one of the more provocative ones. Ooh la la. I know, right? Okay, so I'm going to say the title of this because the OP pretty much begins with the title. I caught my husband masturbating over a non-sexual video of our mutual friend. User <laughs> user Yeetaway456 writes, pretty much the title. My son needed to use the toilet and my husband had not locked the door and I didn't know he was in there. The first sound I heard was our mutual friend's voice. She and her partner were our first ever roommates. I could instantly tell... It was a YouTube video she had done that she sent to us recently. She's passionate about her work and did a video explaining her chosen subject matter. It's really plain stuff, not sexy at all. Luckily, I walked in first. I can hear the video and assume he's watching it propped against the mirror while he styles his hair or flosses, as usual. We've been watching her videos for engagement and support, but no, he's having fun to it. For a backstory, however mean this sounds because she's my friend, she's not sexy nor is she trying to be. She's not into sex as far as our conversations have gone. 
It's not like he's pumping it to a huge rack in a low-cut top or her in some Daisy Dukes. It's not a sexy video, which makes it worse. He swears up and down nothing has ever happened, and I only believe him because he's completely accounted for all the time. My main issue is the second I saw what he was doing and what he was doing it to, it was like the pilot light went out in our marriage. It was two weeks ago, and honestly, it's been a blackout since then. I have no interest in touching him, being touched, or kissed by him. I'm also furious because I secondhandedly don't want to hang out with our friend anymore. Of all the stuff to jack it to when we're all home with the door unlocked, now I can't find my way back to my marriage. I don't want to separate, but mainly because the subject matter is so stupid. How would I explain this to my children as adults? What should I do? Okay, let's just answer, was her husband out of line? (laughs) I mean, like- is for the first time in his life speechless. Yeah, really. I don't know about out of line. I get like, but kind of, yeah. I mean, this is a confusing one. Like you're allowed to jerk off in your bathroom. I assume in this house that they have and that like, that's a a somewhat allowed thing. Unlock door. You have to have the door locked. You just have to lock the door, lock the door to like a non-sexual video of a friend. I think that's a weird trespass. Like what if I was looking at an Instagram Instagram photos of one of your friends in oh a, God, in a I bikini. Just had, like such an aversion to that. <laughs> I shuddered. If I was looking at Instagram pics of one of your friends in a bikini, I think that's super inappropriate. And you'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? There's like endless porn out on the internet. Why are you looking at my friend? I'm a woman. I don't like have an intense urge to masturbate all the time. So for me, yeah. it's like, I don't worry so much about the stimuli. I don't know. Maybe this is like, maybe it's not that weird for guys. Guys have a different sex drive and different things awaken their sexual appetite. It, you uh, said it's strange. So I guess you're saying, yeah, I mean, well, I'm a guy I, and that's I strange. Cer- I certainly don't jerk off to non-sexual things. I mean, you could say that like fe- fetish is the sexualization of a non-sexual thing. So he's like fetish, maybe fetishizing the f- fetish fetish. I don't try, know. Try it again. Fetishi- fetishizing. <laughs> How do you say that word? Fetishizing. Fetishizing. Yeah, it's just it's a hard it word. It does to say. sound strange. I feel like I'm speaking a foreign language <laughs> when I say fetishizing. <laughs> fetishizing. It's like, am I speaking Turkish right now? How did this happen? Uh, I mean, he's definitely yeah, he's fetishizing their friend and. Maybe it's just because he's like really fucking into that person or maybe he was just like mid jerk off session was like, oh, yeah, I was supposed to watch that video. Maybe I should pull it up. I think that's probably unlikely. I can't find this harmless. How would you react to a situation like this? I would make them I would want them to explain what the fuck is going on. You'd want me to explain what the yeah. fuck is going on. Yeah, I'd want you to explain if you watched uh, if you're watching a video of one of my friend's poetry readings and masturbating. Not that I have friends that do like live poetry events, but right. that was just an example. Sure. I'd be like, what like the a fuck? Salesforce what the tutorial. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just like, I'm just like masturbating to a Salesforce yeah, tutorial. Yeah, or they're like, like, like they're sharpening an axe on YouTube or something. They have like a, they have well, like, that is a sexual video. They have like a wood, that a, is suggestive. And they're like woodwork. They're like they're woodworking. They're like building a coffee table. On, Again, you're arousing me as you say it. Yeah, right. This is created. It sounds silly, but it's created like a big chasm in their relationship all of a sudden it's not silly and like it's it has yeah, done it's, that it's a silly it's a silly circumstance feels, kind of yeah. in some ways but it's which created she met, which op says she yeah says, which she admits you know i don't want to separate but mainly because the subject matter is so stupid and it 
But it's like, but it's no, not. but it's not. Cause yeah. it's like, you guys aren't even talking to each other now. And like, you're hurt. And he's probably like reeling and defensive and quiet or something. You know, I don't know what he's doing. And like, that's a sign that there's something to this, I think you this made a person good, or video. I think you make a good point, which is it was two weeks ago. And honestly, it's been a blackout since then. Yeah. Like that I, says a lot. I know. I think we do not have the model marriage. I'm not trying to, this is. Uh, fresh out of experts situation, but honestly, you and I can't go 24 hours without dealing with conflict in a no, relationship. We no. we don't like. There's some ugly shit that comes up in marriage, and like we don't like we <laughs> if, have if, to talk about it. I just don't. I couldn't go two. If I went two weeks without talking to you about something this serious, to be honest, like I do think I would be like, I don't know if we can be married. Like this is how are we yeah, supposed to live like you, this? First of all, if this happened to us, and I was the the dude in this, you would like, you would like demand answers within a half hour, not two weeks. I would, oh, I would demand answers while your pants were down. <laughs> I would be like, uh, no, you don't get to pull up your pants until you explain the situation to me. Yeah. I think I can deal actually with a lot of the answers to that question, even if they're horrible. But like, I know we have tools. I'd be like, let's go to therapy. Let's work through this. Let's try to find a, a path to the other side. Yeah. We may not be able to. But like you just not talking to me about it is actually the only just like playing it off like, oh, man, my dumb. wife caught because this isn't just like a situation of like the wife caught me J.O.ing, J- you know? Yeah. This is like a whole different thing. OK, what's the next step for this marriage then? Oh, fuck. I think you got to go to therapy to talk through this and figure out what the hell's going on here. Like, the, I mean, the hard part is, is like we're missing so much of the story here, which is often what happens Can in you this. you say this? Every single episode. I think you need to swallow the truth. We are always going to have a snapshot. Right. But where you go from here involves a lot of like honest, frank conversation. Okay. Yeah. She has already basically determined that this isn't, this marriage is untenable almost. So if you're at that phase, like there's nothing you can do but go to therapy. Like, I don't know. I mean, maybe go to your the leader of your church and have those conversations. But I think a trained professional who really can help talk through like sexual issues in marriage is where you got to go because yeah. it may be less than it is. You know, it may be like smaller than it feels and it also may be bigger than it feels. Yeah. And, and what I I'm just going to assume that the that yeet away four, five, six wants this. But I would I would want for the cards to be laid out. I want the per- I would want my partner to tell me what the hell's going on and then let me decide how I want to deal with it. Okay, let's move on to the Redditors. User, the Cat Shire asks, I'm going to play devil's advocate here, but is there any chance he just happened to be beating his mate while watching a video of your friend? <laughs> Maybe I'm weird here, but I browse the web and watch all kinds of mundane stuff when I'm getting off, not because it remotely is related to the activity, but because I can and I have a free hand. I'm sure there's plenty of times you could catch me masturbating while reading Wikipedia articles on plants, geography, and a movie I remember, or whatever. It is possible, I guess. I kind of like laughed and posited that earlier, but I guess it's possible. For me, that's not how I work. Yeah. We listen to a podcast 
the exact <laughs> podcast, the same show, not the same yeah. episode, every single night of our marriage, our dating relationship ever. How did this get made? We love that podcast. We listen Shout to out. it. Shout out to our like our homies. Like if you're going to listen to a podcast every night, you put it on just like for background noise to fall asleep to. And then you get you get sexually engaged. Sometimes you will have sex. How did this get made? And you don't mean to. You're not trying to. It's not sure. getting you off. It just happens to be there. So as a person who's done that, I kind of want to give him like the opportunity to dis- dispel. Like I just happened to have it on. It was, I was going through my emails. I clicked on the link. It started playing. I like, it went into the background and then something else popped into my head and I started masturbating. Right. Or yeah. I mean, maybe he was throwing a little like smoke screen out there. He's like, I'm just in the bathroom taking a deuce watching. Right. Watching the. And the only thing was he forgot to click the yeah, lock on the and door. He's really cranking down. I also don't. This, this, the, uh, Eat just gives us a lot to feast on here. Um, <laughs> luckily, I walked in first. I can hear the video and assume he's watching it propped against the mirror while he styles his hair or flosses, as usual. But see, that's the evidence. Like, I, I would have thought, if, oh, he's listening to a, he's watching a YouTube video, he's probably just taking a shit. Well, but okay, but like that, the, to both of that, OP's point and to your point, I think that that actually may give him more I credit. Like, I agree. We do these things habitually. It's so habitual for him to watch a YouTube video while he's just getting ready for the day that it just happened. It was just on. Maybe he's having so much trouble coming to terms with it and openly communicating it because he's just like, it's a fucking weird situation. And I don't like, yeah, I don't think you're going to believe me. And, and I said that over. and there's nothing going on. And he's like, I don't know what else to say. But the, I, like, I honestly feel like that's a really mitigating thing to say. One thing I will say is I have a buddy who is like covered in screens at all times. He's like playing video games, watching a basketball game and like reading a Wikipedia about like the 85 bears at the same time. And I could definitely see him like having no problem with that and, right. and, and probably being like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I could like watch a, a video on sneakers while jerking off and thinking about something else. There you go, there you go. I think if my wife was like, caught me in this situation and was assuming I was jerking off to a non-sexual video, I would offer that up pretty quickly if that were the truth. And like, again, I wouldn't wait around two weeks to be like, oh, that, yeah, I was just jerking off and like that happened to be This is my only retort to that, which is often you will think that the case is closed. Sure. Oh, yeah. And the case isn't closed yet. (laughs) So you'll be like, we dealt with that two weeks ago. I don't even know why you're bringing it up. (laughs) And then I'm like, we did not deal with. First of all, that impression of me was offensive. Accurate. It was accurate. <laughs> so he may, and again, this is me. Uh, this is me trying to save his marriage. Listen, if he was sincerely masturbating to a mutual friend, he's in fucking hot water. So I'm trying to give him sexual, non-sexual. It's I also want to know what I'm the video was about. Like, let us determine whether it was sexual or not. <laughs> You're the one that's like uh, over here. I'm saying that like a carving... YouTube tutorial is like potentially sexual and you're like, how dare you? <laughs> no, I wasn't. Okay. User FoxSilver7 responds, I have a rule with my husband. Look at whatever you want, except people we know in real life. I don't care if it's my friend you've never met. I don't care if it's a person from grade three you haven't talked to or seen since then. I don't care if they're a professional escort. If you've met them or I have, it's out of bounds. Sounds to me like you found a boundary you didn't know you had or needed to verbalize. Take a step back. 
Wait until you can be calm and rational, then ask him his reason. If you don't like the answer, you know what to do. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair and a good boundary to set. I also don't, I'm curious to the responder, like, when did you have to set that boundary? Did you give like a get out of jail free? Was there a get out of jail free card or was this just something you were like, hey, if you're ever thinking about jerking off to anyone I know, never do it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, or catch it, you caught him watching porn and you're like, fine. But if it's ever someone we mutually know, if you're ever scrolling Instagram to my friends, like, yeah, oh, you're jerking off to porn. Good. As long as it's not one of my friends, I'm cool with it. Like, and maybe like that is a fair point. How do we move forward? Perhaps just set the boundary like, hey, I don't care if you jerk off in the house or I care if you jerk off in the house uh, when we're home. When we're not home, you can jerk off in the house. Like whatever your boundaries are, state them and why this is breaking a boundary. I don't know, man. I I think that the problem isn't the boundary. I think the problem is the narrative that's now cycling through her head on a continuous basis. It's preventing her from finding her husband sexually. I I agree with that. I do think, though, that like a statement of the boundary could be a good way to engage in a conversation about this, which it sounds like they certainly need to have. Yeah. I mean, obviously agree. I mean, I'm really confident in myself and I really do believe that that men are just insane and like can be sexually attracted to like so We're many. hardwired. You guys are just like, it's just like, We're I don't, hardwired. I just don't expect you to not be sexually attracted to other people. It's just not an expectation in my marriage. Obviously, I would prefer not to know about the women that you're sexually attracted to that aren't me, but I, I don't personally feel like it diminishes your attraction to me or what we have. And I would say it doesn't. And so I'm okay with like, whoa, 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 hard, hard no, hard stop. No, we're not doing that anymore. And you'd be like, ooh, got it. Bad boundary. Sorry. I didn't even mean you to see that, but obviously it doesn't make it okay. She clearly isn't there. She's clearly not in the position to say, I feel confident in my sexual relationship with you anymore. What do you think? What do you think is worse that it's her friend or that it's non-sexual? I mean, for me, is that is that it's her friend. <laughs> oh man, I think non-sexual is pretty fucking weird. Honestly, I don't think it's weird. I think it's like if I can be totally honest about the fantasies that are born out in in my brain, they don't come out of pornographic scenarios. I'm not like my brain isn't like the stripper comes to my house and starts, stri- you know, it's like the it's the mild innocuous moments that turn into something sexual. And he's like, if this is what he's That's masturbating fair. to, he's like seeing this person just living their life and he's taking that narrative beyond. Wow. So I, I kind of viewed it as like, say I'm an Instagram user and I'm scrolling Instagram and one of your like friends is like posts a video of her. Be in there. A- be careful, Mister. <laughs> your one of your friends posts a video of her like in a bikini, looking super hot, and like it's like a thirst trap or something. And then I'm like, oh, now I'm aroused. I'm just gonna jerk off. I don't know. For some reason, that is different to me than like, oh, there's just your friend. Like to me, it says when right. it's non-sexual, it's like, oh, there's just the friend that I like, See, and I want to jerk off to her right now because I like that friend. That's interesting because I, as a woman, am never aroused by just an attractive man being attractive. I know. I'm just weird. like, there. there is no... Why se- is that? I don't know. That's- so when I'm just like walking around looking all good, like women are just not attracted or not aroused by me. Not like, I mean, we might be like, oh, you look attractive, but we're not like sexual. I'm not all of a sudden like, oh my God, I got to go masturbate. Like that's yeah. not happening. <laughs> I, <laughs> I like, I it's find, I find men attractive. Like I, uh, I'll see a man and be like, oh, that man's sexually attractive, but I am definitely not. Well, let's just put it this way. Did I just watch the first season of Bridgerton? You bet your ass I did. And did I find Reggie Jean Paul or whatever his name is? Sean Paul, the reggae artist? 
okay, you're you're done. <laughs> um, the lead in that show, it, like you know, it's like it's a thirst trap on steroids. Like it's a, it's like he's constantly. It's in, a romance novel come to life for sure, and. Of course, like him just taking off his shirt, I'm like, wow, he looks good. But I'm not sexually aroused because he's taken off his shirt. I, and to be totally frank, like there are some very sexually arousing scenes from that. And I like, I mean, I like was like, oh, that's a sexy scene. But I wasn't like, oh, my God, like I have to go masturbate because I saw that scene. Like it just doesn't work that way for me. So maybe that's unfair. That's a, a personal thing. But I do think I can actually relate more to like casting a character in my fantasy and then letting it play out in almost like this that mundane way. That is funny. Thing. Yeah, I, so I, 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 get, I get that. Okay, so we don't have a call today because we are getting ready to go on vacation. Euro trip. But I do want to ask, what's your TLDR? Just watch uh, my TLDR. <laughs> what were you going to say? I was just going to say, like, my my quick one line of advice is just, <laughs> just like, just watch porn like a regular person. <laughs> don't J- don't J.O. to your friend's makeup tutorial we're not giving the guy who blew it the advice we're giving the op he needs needs it he's (laughs) the one who needs it eleanor uh i would say the tldr is give it some time ask the questions you want to ask communicate why that upsets you and hurts you i think you should end your marriage because the relationship isn't working for you and that it's like outlived its life cycle. Not that you're hurt. You're really hurt and you just like don't want to face the hurt anymore. Totally. Cause there's going to be a whole shitload of hurt after the divorce. Is there anything you want to promote? No, I got nothing right now. Uh, using <laughs> so I don't get laid off during the recession. We're not going to be bringing in our corporate. <laughs> this is the first beep I'm going to have. <laughs> Like I haven't, I've edited out anything that was inappropriate. Eleanor just mentioned today, like I haven't had to beep you before. Today I'm going to leave it in and I'm going to use that beep function. Like you know what they say, well, you know, if you're a hammer, all you see is nails. So now you've got the beep. You're all you're going to hear is beeps. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to start with the beeps and then it's going to be that like, what's the shock jock radio sound? I don't know. You you listen to it all the time on the Workaholics Regga- podcast. Reggaeton air no, it's like, horn. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah, yeah, that's the reggaeton air horn. Yeah, reggaeton. Is. I can't believe that was what you were thinking. Yeah, it's like the cliches of audio. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. Let's do this again. It was very fun. You like this barely is, remembered your outro this line. This is really fun. Let's do this again. We'll do this again. <laughs> Fresh Out of Experts is a production of Narrowest, a podcast network dedicated to sound inquiry. You can find more about the show at narrowest.news and at narrowest on social. That's N-A-R-R-O-W-I-S-T. Our theme music is Only Knows, courtesy of Broke for Free. Additional music is March 4th by Belmont Club. If you enjoy Fresh Out of Experts, please subscribe, rate, or review wherever you listen to podcasts. It really does make a difference. See you next time.